the four last things death judgment hell heaven by father martin von koken read by john brandon section twenty six on eternity in the preceding pages some slight portrayal of the torments of hell has been placed before the reader now eternity is the subject that must occupy our attention one on which it is not easy to write or speak the torments of hell are all so horrible so appalling that they are enough to make the bravest man tremble but the thought of eternity is so awful that the serious consideration of it is almost enough to deprive one of one's senses for in this world however afflicted a man may be he has one sure source of solace the knowledge that sooner or later his misery will end it appertains to human nature to get weary of everything after a time even things that are agreeable to our nature and suited to our taste if a man were forced to sit all day long at table he would get a disgust of the viands before him if one were made to sleep day and night for a whole week in the softest and most comfortable bed how long the time would seem to him if the most ardent lover of the dance were compelled to continue this favorite amusement day and night without rest he would acquire a strong distaste for it and if this is the case with things that are congenial to our nature and inclinations what would it be in regard to those which are unpleasant and repugnant to us if a small stone got into one's shoe and if as a penance one had to keep it there for a whole week this would seem almost intolerable and if a slight pain or inconvenience becomes terribly irksome after a time how can a serious illness or real discomfort be borne continually without murmuring and impatience if it were possible that a wretched sinner could be condemned to lie in a furnace bound hand and foot for a whole year would not the suffering deprive him of reason no one could be so hard-hearted as not to feel the deepest compassion for any one thus tormented now look down into the abyss of hell and there thou wilt see thousands and thousands of those unhappy creatures in the lake of fire and torment many of them have already spent twenty a hundred a thousand even five thousand years in this dreadful state of suffering but what is before them not five thousand years more not a hundred thousand not a thousand thousand of this terrible agony they must endure it for ever and ever an eternity is before them without comfort or solace without grace or mercy without merit or recompense without the faintest hope of deliverance this is what renders the torment of the damned so immeasurable this is what drives them to fury and despair what dost thou imagine that eternity really is or what its duration will be eternity is something that has no beginning and no end it is time which is always present and never passes away thus the torments of the damned will never end never pass away when a thousand years have gone by 
another thousand will commence and so on for everyone none of the damned can reckon how long they have been in hell because there is no succession of day and night no division of time but continual and eternal night from the first moment of their entrance into hell forevermore and if thou wouldst conceive some faint idea of eternity suppose the whole terrestrial globe to be composed of millet seeds and suppose that every year a bird came and picked out one of those tiny seeds what an infinite number of years must elapse before the whole earth was eaten up in this way nay how many thousand years must pass before one little hillock was consumed it is impossible to make any estimate of the number thou mayest perhaps think that it would take all eternity to destroy the earth by that slow process but believe me it might be destroyed many times over before eternity could end for the earth must at last come to an end even if only once in a century one single grain was taken from the whole but eternity cannot end for nothing can be taken from it how terrible is this thought it is indeed appalling when one attempts to realize it the damned would be joyful they would give god thanks if they could hope after millions and millions of years of torment to be at last released from their misery but there is no hope at all of their final release from the pains of hell no one who thinks seriously of this can fail to be awestruck and horrified o oh god how terrible thou art how great is thy severity how canst thou the father of mercies see these unhappy creatures condemned to such punishments for ever and ever how canst thou hear unmoved their despairing cries all this teaches us how grievous every mortal sin must be since thou the all-merciful god canst sentence the sinner to eternal damnation for one mortal sin o christian i beseech thee in the name of all that is holy do not sin so lightly do not think so little of mortal sin see how dreadful is the chastisement inflicted upon the unfortunate sinners it may perhaps appear scarcely credible to thee that god whose mercies are infinite could possibly inflict upon one of his frail creatures a never-ending punishment for one single mortal sin yet so it is and it is even true that a man who has led a pious life will if before his death he should have the unspeakable misfortune to commit a mortal sin and die impenitent be consigned to eternal perdition the psalmist could not help expressing his astonishment at this in fact he appears to think it hardly possible listen to his words i thought upon the days of old and i had in my mind the eternal years and i meditated in the night with my own heart and i was exercised and i swept my spirit will god then cast off forever or will he never be more favorable again or will he cut off his mercy forever
from generation to generation or will god forget to show mercy or will he in his anger shut up his mercies psalm seventy six verses six to ten in another psalm he answers these questions man shall not give to god his ransom nor the price of the redemption of his soul he shall labor forever and shall live unto the end that is to say he shall be tormented forever and yet live on psalm forty eight verse nine and ten the reason wherefore the all-merciful god punishes mortal sin with an eternal punishment and nevermore pardons it is because the sinner when he is damned will not awaken contrition and sorrow within his heart or ask forgiveness of god for if any one dies in mortal sin he is so hardened in it that he will not desist from it to all eternity and because god has consigned him to perdition he conceives so intense a hatred against him that he would injure him in every way that he could rather than humble himself before god and implore his pardon he would endure yet greater tortures in hell therefore because the sinner will not repent of his sins nor ask pardon for his sins he remains eternally in a state of sin and because his sin is never expiated or repented of the punishment is likewise eternal for god does not cease to punish until the sinner repents and bewails his sin and asks for forgiveness hence it will be seen that god does no wrong to the reprobate when he subjects him to everlasting chastisement for divine justice demands that if the sin is eternal in its duration the penalty of that sin must likewise be eternal it may perhaps be surmised that the damned grow accustomed to their torments and at length become insensitive and almost indifferent to them this is far from being the case the damned feel their torture to its full extent and always in the same degree each one of the miserable denizens of hell feels his sufferings now as acutely as he did in the first hour of his damnation and he will continue to feel them no less keenly after thousands and thousands of years have elapsed now because the damned know perfectly well that they will never be released from hell but must remain there forever because they know that the dreadful tortures they endure will never end because they know that no created being will ever compassionate them but all will acknowledge the justice of their doom for this they begin to despair and to curse themselves and all that the hand of god has created their despair only augments their sufferings this we see from the example of our fellow creatures on earth if they give way to despair it is impossible to do anything with a man who is in despair no one can help or console him no one can comfort him or bring him to reason he looks like a spectre he raves and rages 
like the very devil himself he declares he will put an end to his life that he will drown himself or hang himself he destroys everything that comes in his way he curses all men and all things this the damned do in their despair and thereby they torture themselves even more than the devils can torture them they shriek and howl they curse and swear they storm and rage in fact they behave just as if they were friends incarnate in their fury and spite they attack one another with the fiercest animosity nay they endeavour by every possible means to strangle themselves in their frantic despair their efforts are however futile all that they accomplish is to increase their torment and inflict on themselves fresh pains would that every obdurate sinner would lay this to heart and take heed lest one day he become the prey of his eternal despair it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living god says st paul in hebrews chapter ten verse thirty one if we now dread hell we shall not have any reason to fear or endure it in the next life every one has sufficient grounds for dreading it the just and holy shall fear hell because they may yet fall into it so long as they remain on earth they are surrounded by not only exterior but also interior dangers outside of them there is a world with its allurements its scandals and temptations and human respect within them dwell violent passions and a weak will only a single mortal sin suffices to cause their condemnation to the infernal abyss how many are now in hell who for a time were remarkable for their piety and virtue but who gradually grew careless in the service of god and finally fell into mortal sin and died without having become reconciled with god even the great saint teresa was in danger of damnation for god showed her the place destined for her in hell if she did not give up certain faults the greatest saints have shuddered and trembled at the thought of the danger they were in of committing mortal sin and of being condemned for it to the endless torments of hell saint peter of alcantara who performed such great penances dreaded even in his last moments the danger of falling into hell saint augustine and saint bernard were filled with terror at the very thought of hell and of the danger they were in of deserving it the careless the lukewarm catholic should above all dread hell for he is continually walking on the brink of the infernal abyss he makes little of the precepts of hearing mass of the prescribed abstinence from flesh meat he scruples not neglecting the religious training of his children he associates with persons and frequents places that are to him an occasion of sin he yields to impure thoughts commits sins of impurity without remorse gives way to his vindictive feelings against his neighbor 
appropriates to himself the goods of his neighbor indulges to excess in eating and drinking neglects prayer and the sacraments now is the time for him to be aroused from his life of sin now is the time for him to give up sin and change his life for if he defers doing so it may soon be too late this may indeed be the last warning that god gives him oh if the damned could come back to life to what penances and austerities would they not eagerly and cheerfully submit the prophet isaiah says which of you can dwell with devouring fire isaiah chapter 33 verse 14 canst thou stand the fearful torments of hell for all eternity thou who art so fond of comfort and so sensitive to the least pain which of you has deserved to dwell in hell every one of us already deserved immediately after our first mortal sin to be condemned to that abyss of misery and woe it is owing to the divine mercy that we have not been so condemned unless the lord had been my helper my soul had almost dwelt in hell psalm ninety three verse seventeen we are certain of having deserved hell but we are not so certain of having been forgiven man knoweth not whether he be worthy of love or hatred ecclesiastes chapter nine verse one what a dreadful uncertainty how much should it cause us to tremble isaiah asks again in chapter thirty three verse fourteen which of you shall dwell with everlasting burnings the answer is all those sinners who do not give up sin who do not bewail and confess their sins and amend their life shall dwell with everlasting burnings let us dear reader make every effort strain every nerve undergo every suffering make every sacrifice in this life that we may escape the horrible fate of those who fall victims through their own fault to the divine justice no pain is too great no sacrifice is too dear when there is question of avoiding eternal torments let us then say with saint augustine lord burn us here cut and bruise us in this life provided thou spare us in eternity <laughs>